A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi. My name is James, and this is The Sleep Pod. Each and every episode, I make up a calming and light-hearted story to help you relax and wind down, either at the end of the day or whenever reality is being a little bit too real. The entity that communicates with me exclusively through the Wordle word of the day has provided me with this episode's title, which serves as an inspiration for the story. So, get yourself comfortable, extinguish all candles, stop endlessly scrolling through social media feeds, and I'll begin with this week's story. Snow. Penelope woke up after a long and uneventful sleep. She had had that dream again, the one where she's filling out forms, but her pen keeps on turning into a pencil. The dream always ends the same way. She stops getting annoyed at the situation, realizing that it doesn't really matter, and filling the forms out in pencil is fine. There's not a specific bit on the form that says, this form must be filled out using a black biro or anything. She stretches and climbs out of her bed. Her feet touch the carpet. Hmm, she thinks. Usually, it's not that cold. Once out of the bed, she has a think about what her temperature is, and decides it is slightly lower than normal. She walks over to a chair in her bedroom and 
picks up a comfortable hoodie. She turns it the right way round after leaving it inside out draped over the back of the chair the night before. And she puts it on. Now, at a slightly more reasonable temperature, she walks over to the window, which had been obscured by curtains. And just as she does every morning, she opens the curtains. But this morning, she was greeted by something she was not expecting. Outside, the streets, the gardens and the houses of her small village were covered in a thick layer of snow. Oh, she thinks. That explains why I am slightly colder this morning. Some snow has happened. It had been a long time since Penelope had experienced snow. The sight of it brought back vivid memories of her childhood. Going down a hill on a sledge with her parents. Having a snowball fight with her friends on a day that school had been cancelled. Building a snowman that, she conceded, looked awful and nothing like the stereotypical snowman archetype. All of these memories and much more burst into her imagination from the depths of her memories. She had a look at her alarm clock. It was just after 9am. Luckily, Penelope did not have anything planned for that day. She was not expected at work and had no prior engagements scheduled. Well, she thought, I have not seen weather like this for some time. I should probably get dressed, go downstairs, eat some breakfast, and go outside. She thought for a moment and tried to confirm in her head whether or not she could carry out this plan of action. Eventually, she came to the conclusion that she could. She was just about to start getting changed when she realized that she had not had a wash yet. So she decided to have a wash. A task that she carried out in the conventional manner before drying herself off 
and putting on some clean and weather-appropriate clothing. Once she was downstairs, she put some bread in the toaster and turned the kettle on. She got a mug from a cupboard, retrieved a tea bag, and placed the tea bag inside the mug. Next, she walked over to the cutlery drawer and opened it with the intention of picking up a teaspoon. Unfortunately, there were no teaspoons in the drawer. Oh no, thought Penelope. What can I do? And then she remembered that they were all in the dishwasher. So she closed the door, walked to the dishwasher, which she had turned on the night before, and opened it up. She fiddled around for a moment inside the cage bit that the cutlery goes in, and found a teaspoon before closing the dishwasher back up and walking over to her mug and the kettle and the toaster. She opened up a different cupboard and pulled out a packet of sugar. She carefully measured two teaspoons worth of sugar for her cup before placing the sugar back into the cupboard and closing the door. But then, suddenly, there was a noise. A sudden noise. A surprising sudden noise. The noise was metallic and springy. toast was ready. She walked over to a different cupboard, opened it up, and got out a small plate. She placed it on the side, next to some marmalade that she had got out from an altogether different cupboard. In fact, it was a fridge. Which, when you really think about it, is just a cold cupboard. The kettle was now boiling. She picked it up and poured the boiling water into her mug, leaving just enough room for some milk. She let the tea brew whilst spreading a thin layer of marmalade on the toast. Once that was done, she cut the toast into triangles. 
she thought she would treat herself today and have something slightly more fancy than the usual oblong shape. She looked over to the mug. Yes, she thought. This now appears to be quite ready for some milk to be introduced. So she went back over to the fridge and got some milk out, and then poured an amount into the mug, up to her normal level of volume for this specific liquid. Penelope stood in her kitchen, eating her marmalade on toast and drinking her tea, whilst looking through the window in her kitchen. The window in her kitchen gave her a unremarkable view of her back garden normally, but the once pedestrian trees and shrubs and grass had been transformed mostly by the heavy layer of snow and ice and frost. In fact, she couldn't really see any of her garden. She could make out the shapes of the objects. Sure, she could still see the majority of the tree, but it was so icy that it may as well be snow also. All the snow on the grass was pristine and untouched, like a endless blanket of white had been draped over everything. Hmm, she thought, the way it's all so smooth and soft, it does look very nice. But I'm really looking forward to going out there and making it look slightly less tidy. She finished her toast and finished drinking her tea, placed the plate and mug and spoon and knife into the sink so she could sort it out later. She had a lot she wanted to do today, and doing some washing up could wait until later. She found some Wellington boots in the back of a cupboard. Yes, she thought, these will be ideal for the conditions outside, but I need a coat. So she continued looking, rifling through drawers, trying to find something that would be perfectly suited. Eventually, she found in a 
drawer that she forgot was there. A skiing jacket. It appeared to be one from maybe the 1980s or early 90s, judging by the patterns and colours used on it. There was a lot of neon, both the standard yellowy green neon and that really aggressive pink one that you only normally see in highlighter pens. She had no idea where it had come from. She has never been skiing, let alone skiing in the late 1980s to early 1990s. But luckily, it was the exact right size for her. So she shrugged at the mystery and put it on making a mental note to possibly work out where it had come from at some point in the future. She was now ready to go. The door was slightly hard to open due to the thick layer of snow that had built up outside the door, but with a forceful push she managed to open it. The first thing she decided to do was to visit her own back garden, just so she could really let loose, get to grips with the substance. She locked the front door and made her way to the back of her house. As she walked, she realised the snow was slightly deeper than she had expected. It was just above knee height, which was actually very surprising considering that it was pretty warm the day before. Once in her back garden, she just stood for a while and just soaked it in. It's strange, she thought. Snow and ice has such an interesting ability to make even the most mundane of locations look almost magical and otherworldly, like she had just slipped into a parallel dimension. But she hadn't, it had just snowed. The first thing she had decided to do was to do a tunnel. She liked watching those videos on the internet where dogs experience snow for the first time and end up tunneling through it and then jumping up in the middle of a field or backyard or something. She'd always thought it looked quite fun and it was a shame that people couldn't do that. But here was an opportunity where she could. So she did. First off, she crouched down, made a almost well kind of structure in the snow 
and then digged with her hands, which had gloves on, until she reached the grass. Next, she started burrowing horizontally. At first, she was quite cautious and was worried about the structure of snow above the tunnel she was making, collapsing. But the snow, it was quite compact already and did not require any structural supports. And after digging for a few meters, realized that it was fine and it was very sturdy and stable. And so she did the next few meters with a bit more vigor. After all, she didn't want to spend too much time doing this that day. Eventually, she decided that the tunnel she had built for herself was long enough. Made enough room above and around her so she could straighten her back and get ready to burst out of the snow. She took a moment just to make sure that her plan was sound. Took a deep breath and sharply extended her legs, pushing herself through the ceiling of snow she had created. She burst from below the layer of almost solid water and spread her arms wide with joy. Oh, gosh, said a voice. Penelope wiped the snow from her head and eyes and looked around to see who had spoken. It was her neighbors, an old married couple called Matt and Pat Thermometer. Penelope started to look embarrassed but then started laughing because the thermometers were also laughing. Gosh, Penelope, what are you doing? Penelope walked through the snow until she was standing at a reasonable distance to communicate with the couple without having to shout too much and replied I wanted to dig a tunnel and then jump out of it ah said the couple in unison that does look like quite good fun we were worried about you because we saw you go into your back garden 
then vanish. We thought maybe a abominable snowman had got you. Which, granted, would be quite unlikely due to them being fictional. But you can never be too careful. Penelope smiled. She had known the thermometers for quite a while and knew they had good intentions. No, she said. No abominable snowmen. Just a tunnel and me jumping out of it. That's okay then, said Pat. I am very relieved. Me too, said Matt. She inquired what they were doing for the day, and they replied saying, they'd just be going around and seeing what other people are doing in the snow. Penelope shrugged and said, ah, okay. They weren't nosy neighbours, they were just overly concerned about danger, usually from fictional sources. They had once started a newsletter warning villagers about a giant fox, which turned out to be Mr. Folkestone's Alsatian. They stood for a while talking about the weather, mainly the snow element of the weather, whilst slowly making their way to the front of Penelope's house. Well, said Pat, we better be off. There's so many people in this village, and I want to know what they're all doing. That's okay, said Penelope. Maybe I'll see you later. They all smiled, and the couple walked off, leaving Penelope standing at the end of the path that leads to her front door. She stood there for a while, soaking in the scenery, trying to work out what she should do first. And after a few moments of deep thought, decided she should go to the park first. So she left the area outside her house and started walking down the street towards where the park is. It took her slightly longer than she was expecting. She knew it would be a longer journey than normal due to the snow, but she underestimated quite how tiring walking in snow that was almost approaching waist height could be. 
she stopped and had a think. Hmm, I wonder. She took a step back and had a look at the hollow that her body had carved out of the snow. Placed her left hand on top of the snow that was in front of her and tested to see how firm it was. Happy with the level of firm and compactness the snow was, she climbed up so she was on top of the snow. She took a few cautionary steps forward to make sure that she wasn't just going to sink back down, but she didn't. She felt a bit silly for not trying this earlier but it hadn't even occurred to her that she could walk on top of the snow instead of through it. This would change everything. A few brief moments later and she was at the park. Already there were a large number of children building snowmen, having snowball fights, looking at the snow, all the usual activities that children get up to when snow happens, mainly in areas where snow does not happen that much, especially the looking at snow part. Her first stop was towards the pond that was situated in the centre of the park. She wanted to check to see if the water was frozen, and if it was, what the ducks were doing. So she walked to the edge of the pond, and glanced down. Yes, she thought, just as I suspected, the water which had once been liquid, had been transformed to a solid. The ducks that normally inhabit the pond were still on the pond, but they were just walking around it, looking a bit confused about the whole situation. She did not blame them for their confusion. She herself was quite confused. She needed some answers. So she had decided she would visit the only person she knew who could potentially provide some answers. Her old school science teacher Professor Shepton Mallet, now much more confident walking on top of the snow, she picked up the pace and made her way to the professor's house. A small cottagey type house that wasn't too far from the park. The professor's cottage didn't look like a 
stereotypical professor's cottage. It didn't have lightning rods or satellite dishes or shipping containers filled with Bunsen burners on the driveway. It just looked like a nice, cosy, single-story cottage. Penelope knocked on the door, and while she waited for it to be answered, decided to move away a lot of the snow that was near the door to make opening the door a bit more of an easy experience and to stop the chance of a small-scale avalanche falling into the professor's hallway. After a few moments, Penelope heard the sound of bolts being unbolted, and then the door opened, revealing the professor. The professor did look exactly like you expect a professor to look, and they smiled at Penelope. Penelope, said the professor, Oh, it snowed. Yes, said Penelope. Hello, Professor. I didn't wake you up, did I? The Professor looked embarrassed. Yes, however, it's fine. I was up late last night doing a rather fiddly jigsaw puzzle. Ah, said Penelope, I understand. I was wondering if you could help me. You see, it has snowed. And it has snowed quite a lot. Oh dear, said the professor. At this time of year, and after such a toasty day yesterday, that's not right at all. Oh no, said Penelope. So this has all been a big mistake. The professor looked solemnly. Yes, I'm afraid so. But it might not be too late to rescue the situation. But we need to act quickly before any serious damage is done. Okay, said Penelope, what can I do to help? The professor thought for a moment. 
Give me a minute and I'll print off some questionnaires for you. If you could go door to door, maybe just 50 households, that should be enough. And just find out if everybody is okay with the snow being cancelled. If anyone is hesitant or requires some further information, just let them know that snow is scheduled to occur in just over one month's time. It should be of a similar quality to the snow that is everywhere at the moment. Okay, said Penelope. She waited while the professor printed off the questionnaire forms and then took them off the professor once they were printed and carefully jogged to the road. Penelope looked around trying to devise the best route for maximum houses visited whilst not taking too much time. After all, the professor seemed to be in a bit of a rush. She thought for a moment and created a image in her head of what the road layout was of the village and then devised the optimal route. The whole process took just under 40 minutes and although most residents were sad to see the snow go, understood that if it wasn't scheduled, they probably shouldn't keep it. She returned to the professor and handed over the forms. Penelope watched as the professor, pen in hand, checked the forms, made sure that everything was in order, signed and dated each one, and put it in a folder for future reference. Phew, said the professor. I'm glad that you woke me up, otherwise this could have gone on all day. So am I, said Penelope. I'm upset that I didn't get to do all of the things that I wanted to do today. However, I did two things that I wanted to do. And that will tide me over until the scheduled snow comes. The professor smiled and said, You did good work today, Penelope. Now go home, close your curtains, and forget about the snow for a bit. I'll take it all from here. Penelope nodded. She carried out her walk back to her house at quite a leisurely pace. She 
knew she'd have enough time before the snow was removed to make it inside and close the curtains. So she thought she'd at least make the most of it. Along the street and house after house, she could see that word had got out. People were closing the curtains and hitting their boots against the side of their houses to remove the excess snow. Everybody was going home. By the time she made it back to her house, the outside world was quiet and peaceful. Just before she opened her door and stepped in, she took one last look and smiled. Inside her house, she went from room to room, making sure the curtains were tightly drawn hung up her now quite wet clothes to dry. She put back on the hoodie that she briefly had on earlier and decided to have a bit of a rest on the sofa. She knew it wouldn't be too long until the siren went off indicating that curtains could be opened again and she had worn herself out a little bit today. A bit more sleep would be fine. She arranged the cushions on the sofa to the optimal setting for her preferred comfort levels. Put on a CD of the sound of a fire and she closed her eyes. And before she knew it, she was back asleep again. Sleep well.